Welcome to episode 146 of the Next Level Life podcast. Today's episode is a beautiful interview with the incredible Rosie Shahidi as we talk all about the self-work that it takes to be a conscious leader in today's world. Rosie Shahidi is the founder of The Happiness Lifestyle and is an internationally highly acclaimed transformational leadership and well-being coach. She is a master mentor and speaker in the coaching and consciousness industry, and she is also the creator of Rise and Thrive, a transformational mastermind for women in leadership. Rosie specializes in helping high-achieving women and business owners reclaim their health and wholeness, magnify their impact, and rise in success. She's a spiritual advisor and business strategist for CEOs and conscious entrepreneurs and has personally supported hundreds of people around the world to transform their health, business, and lives. Rosie is dedicated to women's empowerment and leads transformational group intensives and workshops, as well as mindfulness retreats, both nationally and internationally. Her principal focus in life is to, is to support people in awakening to their wholeness and lead more open, happy, and fulfilling lives. Today's conversation covers shedding our old identity to a, that is attached to our titles and jobs to make positive change in our lifestyles. Using this time throughout the coronavirus crisis to question what is working and what is not. Questioning the level of self-worth that it takes to show up online and to be the conscious leader within. Doing the mindset work to be able to shed the layers of self-doubt, to be able to step into who we want to become. The four types of the imposter syndrome, overcoming mindset of lack and scarcity, that maybe pivoting right now is actually going within to do the self-work. So after all of this is said and done, we are new people and with new mindsets and being willing to question the beliefs that no longer serve us. Before we dive into today's episode, I'd love to share with you the multitude of resources that I've created for you to support you in refocusing your mind and pivoting your business throughout this time. You can check out all your free resources at christinecorcoran.com.au slash refocus or check out the link in the show notes. Now let's get on to the episode. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. With everything that is happening in the world right now, it is so important that we take the time to do the self-work, the deep inner work that makes all the difference on the outer. And with everything that's happening in regards to the world changing and the new world that we're creating throughout this, I think it was really important that we take the time to decide who we want to be on the other side. So with that in mind, I asked my beautiful friend, Rosie Shahidi, to come and join us to talk all things leadership, empowerment, and magnifying our impact. So welcome to the show, Rosie. Thank you for having me, Christine. So happy to be here. Oh, I'm so happy that we're having this conversation. I know that we've been leading up to this, been meaning to do this for a long time. And I know that we've been having so many conversations recently about the impact that COVID-19 is having, that is having on the world, as well as what it's doing to small business, as well as how we are showing up in the world. And I think it's really important that we really dive into the self-work at this time. So just to get started, I would love for you to share, just for the listeners that don't know who you are, a little bit about who you are, what it is that you do, and what's your journey been so far. Sure. Okay. So uh, I'm a master coach and a leadership mentor and my journey has been a big one. So back in April 2007, I actually got hit with a whole host of health issues. I was in a totally different industry, but at the top of my field, I had 700 people working for me and I probably burnt the candle at both ends. Um, and for me, feeling fabulously healthy, full of energy, all of that was so far-fetched, I didn't think it was possible. So my journey to where I am today actually started through health. So it was when I got hit with a whole host of health issues. I got diagnosed with not one but two incurable conditions, um, along with adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, depression, anxiety, um, and it was just it's just been a really big journey. So... When the doctor basically said there's nothing we can do, he basically uh, wanted to operate on my thyroid. I had I got diagnosed with autoimmune disease, and um, 
they wanted to operate on my thyroid, give me synthetic hormones and basically uh, have me take radioactive iodine for the rest of my life. That was when I realized that it wasn't okay and the way that I was treating my body was not okay. And from there, that was when my journey started. So for me, um, I remember those days where I couldn't even get out of bed, let alone crawl, you know, go to the bathroom. And my wake-up call came. It wasn't even then. I was in denial for like the first two years. So my wake-up call came a couple of years later when I got hit with yet another disease. And this was when it wasn't even like an aha moment. It was smack around the head with a dose of reality. And I decided that I wasn't going to let this grim prescription set the course. And that's when I decided to become the CEO of my life. And it took me a serious dance to the other side of health, the other side of my uh, wellness to realize that there must be more to this life than battling against myself every day and fighting against myself in this way. And so I realized that the way I was living my life was not okay. It wasn't okay the way I was working. It wasn't okay the way I was living. I had to quit my job. At that point, I couldn't you know, do anything. So not only was my health suffering, but my entire identity went into question. So I went into massive who am I because much of who I was was tied up in what I did. And so when that was taken of who am I if I'm not this, if I'm not the leader of this or I'm not the manager of this, if I'm not that, who am I? Um, and so this is where I questioned everything. I questioned my life. I questioned what I was eating. I questioned my entire lifestyle. I questioned my belief system, everything I was doing. And then I started changing everything I, I was doing. And an interesting thing started to happen. I started getting better um, and my disease is all cured basically. So fast forward several months later, I healed everything from the inside out. So using that inside out approach, I was able to heal uh, what many today aren't and they end up going on um, medication and all that, that sort of thing to really cure that. But for me, I did. And so this was essentially what started me uh, on this journey or in doing what I'm doing. So I helped others in their health and in their life and that led me to uh, evolve and I've, I've been growing and evolving all along and uh, now I work with a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of coaches in really helping them step into the leader that they are so that they can also um, make their impact as well, much like I have. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, beautiful. And I'd love to actually dive in further to the identity change that had to happen there because I would imagine that a lot of people are going through that shift at the moment where their identity was very much tied into who they were in their job and who they were in their business. And so this is being questioned at the moment and I think people are getting a lot of this, you know, that smack around the head of reality of hang on a minute, this hasn't been working, right? Because people have been so focused on doing all of the things and overwhelming themselves, putting so many things on top of their plates that it's becoming so much that they're not taking care of their health, they're not taking care of their family. And all of this, this pause that's happening at the moment in the world is really shining a light on all the things that aren't working. So when it comes to the identity, what were some of the first kind of steps that you took in regards to becoming aware and starting to make those changes? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, awareness is the very first step that I took. So you can't change what you can't see. And so for me, it was if who what, who am I if, I if I'm not my job? Who am I if I'm not all of this? But it's questioning essentially where all of that was coming from because life is a mirror. Everything that's happening in our reality is literally what's going on inside and it's showing us that part of ourselves that we need to heal. And so for me, it was really going, okay, so I worked out and, and really tracing it back to the first seven years of our life. And this is really where our imprint, our first blueprint we need to be or who we, we need to be to get that love, that attention, that approval. Not that we're consciously doing that, but that's what it, but it, that's what it boils down to. So um, this is where I we basically did the, do the story. And so for me, it was really uncovering my root, my core wound that was driving me. What had me show up in the way that I was showing up before? Why was I serving at the capacity that I was 16 hour days? Why was I doing what I was doing? All of those behaviors were reflecting something internal that I was trying to do, right? And the thing I was doing was for the approval of others. It didn't matter about me. It didn't matter about my work as long as everybody else was happy. And if they were happy, that was how I got my validation. That was how I got my self-worth. 
And it was really going in and doing that kind of work around what my story was. And that was where I came to know that, um, as an example, I'll just share what that is, that in order for me to, to be loved and valued, I would go over and beyond to prove that I'm good enough. And this translated in everything. So everything I did in my life was to prove that I was good enough. This is why I was overworking. This is why I was doing everything that I was doing. And it wasn't until mm -hmm. I actually got that reveal and that really questioned the, the fundamental of where that belief system came from, I was able to take dominion over it and take my power back. And essentially this came, well, this comes down to the self-worth, the self-love, the self-belief and the self-trust because without that, it doesn't matter how you show up in your reality. If you, if you don't have that within you, it's not, it's, it's not going to translate outside and you can be spending most. And, and I think a lot of people, and this is why we're dealing with today uh, is where the core wounds are coming up. It's not that we mean them to, but that's where it's always been. And so with crisis situations, with any situation, we're going to revert back to what we know. And the truth is, it's not that it's coming up now. It's been there all along. It's only being more highlighted now and it's forcing us to really face it, which is really good. I think it's mm -hmm. a beautiful time to do that kind of work. Yeah. I totally agree. Like all this fear and uncertainty that's happening in the world is really shining an absolute spotlight on that. And I totally agree. It's the things like, like we yeah. talked a little bit about my mindset last week and the way that, you know, those money beliefs, they were always there, but this is highlighted much more intensely, right? Because when things are normal, right? When we're comfortable in our lives, where it's quite easy for us to just shove those little things under the rug and go, I'll just think about that tomorrow and then never actually go back yeah. to it. But I think that times like this is really highlighting, okay, there is some key things that we need to do, we need to look at, need to shine a light on to uncover those root causes and decide to do the work to actually shift them. I think I love how you shared that. And I think it can be quite daunting for some people who have never done any of the self work before to be highlighted and, you know, all this fear and anxiety and everything's coming up. And we think that we, everything was fine before, but really was it fine? And I think actually taking the time to question who you believe you are, what are some of the things that aren't working, what is working, what brings you joy, what actually gives you that sense of self-belief and self-trust and self-love. Like I think that they're really, really important questions. And so often, like you said, everyone's looking outside of themselves to fulfill that element and looking outside of themselves to be validated, looking outside of themselves to fulfill or to believe in themselves when really it's all starts from within. Yeah, that's right. And and that is going to block your success. If you if you keep looking outside of yourself for answers, you keep looking outside of yourself to try and... You'll only show up really to your business and to your life at the level that you feel that you can. So even for people that needing to show up um, on social media, they're not going to show up because they feel like they can't be themselves. And when you, and you feel like you need to be somebody else, then we've got a level of self-worth in question, a level of self-love. Like, am I enough? Can I be seen as me? You know, and for a lot of my clients, and, and I know this is a really big one for many people that they don't feel like it's safe for them to even be them. Mm. Which is so sad. Yeah. Mm, so sad. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, social media is one of those things that people do fear, do fear the judgment and do fear what it's going to mean and, and who they have to be and who they're getting seen to be. That causes so many other things that come up to play, for sure, where the mindset work comes in and yes, is so absolutely. much more impactful. And you were saying something about so the money, what you were talking about, money mindset. It's, it's not to say that it, it's there now or here now and it wasn't there before. It's always been here. The, the lack perspective... Mm. The not enough perspective that I need to work hard for money, that kind of, all of those beliefs have always been there. To what level that people wanted to, to face it is where it's now being, um, the, well, the invitation is to face that now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. The invitation is there for sure, right? We get to choose if we want to dive in or not. <laughs> dive down the rabbit hole, take a blue pill instead of the red. <laughs> but I, I think that, like you were saying, I think that when you think about that we're always there, I think it's also an element of thinking back to that that's maybe the way it was done in the past, but we now get to choose who we want to be and how we want to show up in the future. And I think this time in the world is really highlighting the way that mm. some of the old practices of business, some of the old practices of the way that we lived, that hang on a minute, they're, they're not working. Like 
we shouldn't be working ourselves into the ground. And if we go in, we need to shed those belief systems around that I must mm. work harder or for me to deserve what I want, I've got to work harder, right? Like all of these things that we get to work on and actually shift them now so we're not taking them into the new generation, I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And especially during this time, because we're in COVID, there's a thing to say that we need to work hard or we need to really hustle and strive and put ourselves out there in a bigger way and, and doing this. How else do we get through? We need to go online. Now we need to do all of those things that everybody else out there is telling us to do. You need to pivot. You need to adjust. You need to adapt. You know, and this can be quite overwhelming for many businesses where they go, well, uh, now I need to do all of these things on top of what I've been doing before. How do I, what, where do I even start? And so this is going to bring up a lot of unconscious beliefs to the surface. Every time we take steps toward what we need to create or what we want to create, because even this, even going online, even doing what we need to do now during this situation that's happening around us it's still requiring another level of us mm. and so every time we go to the next level those unconscious beliefs those unconscious things that have held us back are going to come up and even if we've cleared it at one level so the many i get many people that come to me i've done a lot of the work it's like yes and you've cleared it at that level and it will never come back at that level but now what we're being required to do is really go to the next level and it's going to come up because it's coming at a different level the ego needs a reference point. It needs somewhere to, like, it, it hangs out in the past or the future. And so if this is unknown, which we're all entering unknown territory, uh, ego is going to have a field day in saying, oh, no, 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 we don't know this. We need to go back to safety. What do we know? And it will revert to what it does know. And this is where the old way kind of kicks in. This is where our old beliefs will come back up because that's what it knows. That's all it knows. So it's not bad. It's so innocent. We just need to use um, new kind of ways to move through this, new shifts, new, yeah, yeah. And it's because, like, we're feeling so rattled. Like, I feel like people are feeling so rattled because it's all happening at once and the fact that it's so deeply connected to our self-worth and our safety. Like, I think that because it's, you know, threatening our everyday lives, our normalcy, it's threatening our income, it's threatening, you know, every element of our lives right now and relationships even, like every element that it's rattling us to the core because we need that shake up for one, but two, it's rattling us to the core because of the connection to safety and because of the connection to our self-worth. Yep. So those who are listening at the moment in your life and they're like, yes, I know this, we need to do the work. What's some of the deep work that we can do around self-worth? Okay. So the first thing, and this is the, the biggest step is awareness. The very first step to any deep change that you need to create is to actually be aware. If you're not aware, you can't change what you can't see. Um, and mm. so knowing that 95%, because essentially this is what where our beliefs come from, knowing that the first seven years of our life, if you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza and Dr. Bruce Lipton, a lot of my work is really aligned with um, them. But if you're familiar with that, the first that the, all the beliefs, essentially, we have many layers. There's fear of judgment, fear of rejection, fear of, you know, being seen. We've got uh, all, all of those things, I'm not good enough, all of those sort of beliefs that come through. But when you go down to the core, all of those beliefs, that belief system is stemming from our childhood, our formative years. And so the first seven years of our life is where we picked up this program in the conditioning of uh, our primary caregivers, our society, our culture, whatever that is. And then we've looked for evidence. Basically, we've made up things in, in our child. I mean, this is the child's eyes that you're seeing this through. And for the rest of our life, we've looked for evidence as to how that belief, that core wound is true. But if it's, I'm not good enough, or I need, to, I need to do this in order to be loved, or I need to be perfect in order to get that attention, We've made that mean, well, this must be true. This is how we need to get love in the world. And so for the rest of our life, we've gone and looked for evidence as to why those beliefs are true. And that's what needs to be questioned. That's what needs to be unraveled. So it's unraveling it at the root versus trimming the top of the grass because otherwise you're, you're just going to replace, this is what the ego does. The ego will just replace one problem with another. So you may clear it in one area, but it will come up in another area. And so we need to really wake up and clear the structures of the mind um, so that the ego is not getting in the way. Mm -hmm. And so it's really questioning those beliefs. And it can start really simple with just being aware of 
our thoughts, seeing what comes through, what are the beliefs that are driving us, knowing what's in your reality right now. So having a look at your current reality, if there isn't enough money in your bank, if there isn't, if you're running anything that's basically reflecting something within you, that's what we question. It's really questioning it in third grade language. So it might be as an example, um, let's just take one that a client has. If I show up on social media, I'll be judged or I fear judgment, right? And so just writing that in simple third grade language, just how does that part of you hear it? Because that's not you. We know that's not you. So you're not identifying with it because that's, like I said, is your child. That's your child pulling your strings. So those, that 95% of where our beliefs come from is on is subconscious and that's coming from your child. It's not even coming from you. So this is literally what's driving us. And so it's being willing to question that to go, okay, hang on, is that true? If I show up on social media, is it true that I will be judged? And then notice what happens in your mind's eye because like I said, ego needs a reference point. It will always hang out in the past or future. So what images are coming through in the past that is having you believe this? So when did you first decide that you're judged? What, what happened in your childhood or something? When was it? And it could be at a certain age, so something might have happened at school, and it will take you back to a scene. You'll see a scene, an image that comes to your mind that, that shows you, oh, my God, this is what happened because when I did try to be seen or I had red hair and I got bullied for having that. And so for me it was like, oh, I can't, I can't be seen. I need to dim my light because the moment I'm seen, I get judged or I get rejected or I get bullied, right? And it's just questioning what that is because, you know, that's not who you are today the most empowering thing the most important is the fact that that's not you now that was you then and if you know where it's coming from you can really shake that belief and really take dominion over it and take your power back with like well hang on a minute that was then this is now how do i react when i believe this when i believe that if i show up on social media mm. i'm going to be rejected or judged what happens in my body so just dropping just really noticing that, noticing how you feel in your body, dropping everything, suspending judgment and thoughts, dropping into your body and feeling what does that feel like? When I believe these thoughts, what happens? So it might be smaller. You might be like you wanting to hide, right? And then who would I be without this? Who would I be without this? Because it's a belief. It doesn't mean it's true. Beliefs are not facts, they're just beliefs, which isn't, isn't that incredible because it means we can change them. It's okay. Yeah, they've literally, we've created them in our own minds. We've bought them many times and they just automatically and now we believe them to be true. Exactly. So our mind created them because it was a way to keep us safe, that we know how to protect you because this is what's happened before. We can't have that happen to you again. So this is the way we're going to help you. It doesn't know any better. So it's, it's not, we don't even judge that part of us because that's just a little girl or a little boy, right? And so we don't judge that. So rather than judging it, we bring compassion to it. It's like, oh, I see you, sweetheart. Oh, I see, because it's not you. That's just that little child within you that's pulling your string, but it's just trying to keep you safe. And it's like, oh, I see you. I see that you just wanted to keep me safe. I see that you just don't want to, uh, you don't want us to be rejected or judged. I can see that. And there's nothing to judge. You don't judge that. There's nothing but compassion. And then giving that compassion to that part of you. So even if you see yourself as a little girl or a little boy, and she's standing in the corner and she's innocently being beaten up by these innocent thoughts, right? How would you approach her? You wouldn't be like, come on, man up, eat concrete, do it, just do it anyway. Come on, go on there, go on social, don't worry about it. You're not going to be judged. You don't rationalize with it, right? Because it's almost like you can't rationalize with it. She's feeling how she's feeling. You're feeling the way you're feeling. The mind speaks German, the heart speaks Japanese. You can't rationalize. They don't speak the same language, right? So we've got to meet it right where it's at. It's like, oh, I, I hear that you're scared and you don't want to be judged and it's okay. Nothing needs to be different. And the moment we bring acceptance to it, it's not even about trying to do differently. The moment that you meet it, the moment that we bring acceptance to it, everything lifts and you're able to move beyond all these all it's requiring is our compassion. So it's knowing the beliefs, it's questioning whether it's true. So that's the mind work. And then there's the, the emotional work or the body work where it's okay. 
meeting it, meeting exactly where it's at so that you're able to move beyond it. Because what we judge, we're stuck with. And then what we accept, we move beyond. Right? Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. I love that. And I think what's really important to share as well in this, in this time is that when we start to do that self-work, it's really important that you suspend that self-judgment because it can be so easy for the ego to jump in and start judging, the inner critic to start going crazy and to start to self-ridicule. And I think it's really important that we suspend that while we do that work because I even find that um, yeah. people really struggle with the self-compassion element. Like we can find it quite easy to have compassion for someone else, but when we turn that compassion back on ourselves, we find it sometimes very difficult. So I find that that really helps with yeah. clients as well, to find that compassion for someone else first and then turn it back on yourself. Yeah, and this is why I say child because what happened is like, well, just imagine if that was a little girl or a little boy and that, and then they're being beaten up by these thoughts. How do you feel toward them? And so really coming and it helps them trigger that genuine sense of compassion for themselves and also the acceptance part. So, so I, you cannot judge. So the, judging a judgment, you're literally putting the judgment on top and it's just going to bury you deeper into that same cycle. The way out 100% because we think it's human nature to think that we need to judge ourselves as a way to motivate us to do differently. And we don't need to judge ourselves as a way to motivate us to do differently. That just keeps us stuck. And people think, no, but if I accept, it means that I'm stuck with that behavior. And that couldn't be more further from the truth. The moment that we accept, we're able to move beyond it. And so just, just to really give that to ourselves, that genuine sense of, okay, I see you, I'm here, I meet you. And not to also not identify with it because we know those beliefs aren't new. We know, you know, that's just the, the part of you. It's just a pattern. You know what I mean? So it's just a pattern and it can be broken. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what I love about this work is that, you know, we have people that come to us for business or for leadership and we go to the deep stuff, right? Like we dive in, we go to the deep stuff and work at the core because otherwise we can't create the transformational shifts that they're really needing to be able to go to that next level. Yet people can often have the perception that it's just about strategy or that we just need to have the, you know, the next marketing plan in place. Well, no, you are the business and you are the ones that needs to shift and have a different mindset to be able to move to the next stage. And I think that when we start to go to that deep level, it can be quite fascinating to really see that we're all so similar. Like we all have so many of the same belief systems. We've all been, you know, often grown up in the same environments. We're often experiencing the same judgments, like the same inner talk, the same inner critics going crazy. What, what are some of the patterns that you see some of your clients show up with that you feel like are, that show up at surface level, but when we go deep, they're much more? Yeah. So surface level, we've got perfectionism, comparisonitis, self-doubt, uh, overwhelm, anxiety, those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They're not good enough. Uh, you know, I need to be further along. Those are the kind of surface levels, which is so common. They're the common ones that come up. Um, and then deep down, all roadblocks down to its perspective come down to the not enough. All of it will literally boil down to that. And I love that you said, because we are actually all running similar stories. Um, I had my group in Rise and Thrive. They all thought they were special and different, which they are. They are very unique and different. But then when we did the work and we all shared oh my god when one woman shared and she shared so vulnerably and she was in tears the other women all put their hand up and go oh my god you too that happened to me and it was the most profound the most healing session we had because they were seeing mm. each other and there were mirrors of each other we are all just mirrors of each other and we are all just walking each other home essentially that's what, yeah yeah that's so true. Exactly the same. Like in my Elevate program, the same thing happened where one of the main feedback was that it was so nice to hear that other people were going through that what I'm going through and they felt the same way. And I'm like, yeah, because we're all human beings. Yeah. We're all having a similar experience. And I think that if we allow ourselves to come from that perspective, like I love that, you know, using the terminology around it being a mirror, but when we see something in another person, we can see that within ourselves. But we'll also notice that in a judgment or also notice when, you're doing something from a place of, you know, that's not necessarily compassionate, start to notice that. 
Because if you're judging another person on something, it's most likely because you're having that self-judgment for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what we judge in another, whatever we do, we judge that part of ourselves. And this is where I love this because we use everything for our freedom. That's essentially what real conscious leadership is. And you were talking about business. So uh, yes, I, people do come to us wanting business strategy and they think that, you know, all of this. And it's like, yes, but then you will only allow yourself to get so far. Strategy will, you can have all the strategy in the world, but if you're not doing the transformation, that inner work, you're going to block it. Absolutely. On the level that you're receiving it. Literally, our beliefs are creating our reality. It happens to everybody. The moment I shift them on the inside, they've unlocked their, their success on the outside. It's like, oh my God, this is happening. Oh my God, I've been doing this, 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 and this. How did you do this? You're a miracle worker. I'm like, it's not me, babe. All we did was clear you. And the moment you're cleared, everything outwardly reflected that. Mm. Yeah. So I'd love to know, what does leadership mean to you? Okay. So... Oh, big question. <laughs> leadership, the word leadership gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. And I love the way that you talk about leadership. So I'd love for you to share what leadership means to you. Cool. So conscious, conscious leadership, so there's leadership, which in the, the masculine dynamic is showing up, working hard, striving. What conscious leadership really is, is the balance of the masculine and the feminine. So there's, there's two elements. So we've got the, the masculine energy, which is you're working, you're striving, you're asking for the sale, you're doing that side of things. You're like really active in that. And then the feminine, which is the receiving, the softer energy, the magnetic energy, um, the being, right, that, that creative, that container where creativity can flow through you. And it's the balance of both, and especially when we come into what the new paradigm that we're creating, you really need the balance of the masculine and the feminine. So mm. it's not do, 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 and it's not be, 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 it's do, be, do, be, do, right? And it's having that balance of what that is. So there's that perspective in what leadership needs to be, in what it needs to move into. Um, yeah, but it's pretty much been yes. masculine for so long. Yes, I, we yeah. are absolutely, and women are as well, like because that's what they're, they have to live up to that kind of standard. And I know because I've come. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I was taught exactly the same way. Like when I've been a leader in the past, like leading to teams, like, like you before you've led teams. Yeah. I learned from my old bosses on how to be a leader and it was all masculine. That's right. Yeah. And that way of leadership is no longer working. It's just going to lead to burnout, overwhelm everything. This is what leads us to um, the dark road that we don't want to go down. So there's that aspect. And then conscious leadership is really us being present in our lives, moving towards what we're here to create, moving toward our leadership but in our, in our greatest uh, servitude. And then we use everything for our freedom in the process. Because this is questioning our beliefs, feeling the emotions that are coming up, knowing that feelings are not facts, they're just emotion, just energy in motion. And when you give them 90 seconds, if you're not attaching a story to it, allowing it to move through, they'll lift. And opening to a greater uh, fulfillment and peace that is always here. And then we can rock our goals and be way more efficient and productive as we move forward. Um, and I think people have that whole leadership thing wrong in the way that they need to show up at a, in a certain way or they need to be seen in a certain way, and that's not what this is at all. Um, it, to be a conscious... Almost like, like you said before, like push, push, push. Like it's literally like trying to make things happen, whereas it's like this allow things to happen. That's right. Yeah, so that's where the surrendered action kind comes in. So, so first of all, it's really knowing how to run your business, obviously, right? And you're doing it in a way that feels authentic and aligned for you. So really bringing in your values into what you're doing. So really knowing what you value. So for an example, I value truth. I value freedom. I value growth right? I value servitude. And so happiness lifestyle, my business is literally set up and aligned with that growth. I can never stop learning. And the more I do, the more I'll grow, right? Servitude, I'm built on that. We have a generosity-based um, business. Um, you know what I mean? So you're, you're aligning with what you value and you're bringing that fundamental core of who you are in that new way into your business. This is how you're, you're aligning with that. And the second thing is really knowing how you deeply serve, serving your clients, serving your staff if you have staff, 
whatever that is, but really coming from the place of service, that your story is at the door, this is not about you, and that you're following up at your, you're showing up in the full expression of your truth and being able to come from that place. So whatever your style of coaching or teaching or leading is, coming from a place that really is aligned and feels good and true for you. And then you're able to offer that transformation or results for your clients. Yeah. Which comes back to knowing who you are, right? And knowing who you are and trusting who you are and believing in the fact that you can be yourself and your own uniqueness can come and shine through. Yeah, you said it. So that's the next thing. Absolutely. You being your, you knowing who you are, you being the truth of who you are and you being able to, that's authenticity, really. And this is going to require you to be your own best client, you doing the work, right? And I would love to go deeper into this because I think this one is the most important. The, the most foundational piece is really knowing our inherent wholeness, knowing who we are at that core. As we know ourselves, we can authentically see our clients in their wholeness. Mm. And that means when we show up to our clients, we're not showing up from our story or the belief that I'm not good enough. We're showing up and meeting them from the highest expression of them because we're in ours. And it just transmits. I can't begin to tell you how many shifts just from me being present and me being in the full expression of what I am and who I am that whole, I get paid to be me. Oh yeah. I get paid to be me, me showing up as me being able to serve and the gifts that they receive from that in how they mm. shift from me being able to hold them in their highest expression of who, who they are. Yeah. Right. Love that. And Yeah. And we'll be able to really see them and see through their story. So that's what it's about. It's not, it's not meeting them in their, in their story. It's, being able to, because we've done the work on ourselves, we're able to catch it in other people. And that would, that's what will help them wake up to themselves as well. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that when we are able to do that from a place of complete wholeness, then that holding space for someone at such a high level of that, of their highest expression of themselves mm-hmm. becomes less of an expectation and more of a, I guess, expansion no, that's not even the word. Like it's literally holding them in a space where they can do no wrong. There is just an absolute energy of mm. fullness. The, the, the perfection of who and what they are. Absolutely. That's like literally because then they get to see themselves as others see them. That's the greatest gift because ultimately every time someone comes to me, I say, well, what do you want? What, what is it you really want? It's like, well, I just want to be me. I just want to be me. That, that's the goal. That's the goal. And, and to be able to look in the mirror and to see themselves as others see them or the universe see them. But I think the work on ourselves is important because then we're conti- continually <laughs> growing our edge, right? Um, and the more we grow our edge, we're more courageous to put our work out there. We're able to serve more people yeah. and then do the things that um, scare us, yeah. essentially. And then this is what opens us to a greater level of freedom within ourselves. Yeah. And I think that like, there's, I like to talk about how being able to get leverage on yourself to be able to make those shifts. So you're absolutely doing the self work, but then sometimes we need that leverage to be able to take things to the next level and to be able to push through that level of fear. And I think that what's happening in the world is that there's a little bit of leverage that's happening for a lot of business owners that have been hiding, that have been, you know, believing their excuses that have been playing small that this, situation is causing them to go, oh, okay, I'm going to have to let all of that go and start to do the work or start to show up in such a full capacity that they're able to move through and actually create new results. And I think that that's awesome to see because it's really helping them to move in such an expedited place where before, like it was so fascinating to see there was, um, you know, certain clients that I was working with that they had shown up with certain excuses around why they couldn't be online. And so we were, we just literally just started doing the work with them uh, when all of this happened. And it was so fascinating to see within a week's time, <laughs> like not only the leverage of the situation started to remove these excuses, we were able to do some deeper work to up-level them in such a quick way that they were just like flying from then on out. Like it was just amazing, incredible to see. So I think, Leverage is key to get to get that to make that happen, but I think that the self work it always comes back, always comes back to the self work for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. So the moment that we do the inner work, then the outer strategy is easy because they're like, I'm ready. I'm out of my own way. Let's go. <laughs> Give me what you got. And they go and do it. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the best part, I think, for the moment they shift and then they're like, they're just actually doing everything that they've been uh, blocking themselves from doing before. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's been really fascinating yeah. to see some of the conversations I've seen happening online and um, with some certain people that I've been chatting with. The imposter syndrome seems to be coming up a lot lately and it very much yes. goes back to what you were speaking to before about that there's so much unknown we're about to step into, which is where the imposter syndrome loves to play out. So have you found that as well recently with your clients? Everyone. So literally, <laughs> mainly women. Every woman that I have worked with who is a female entrepreneur it's is dealing with imposter right now and this is one of the biggest things that's holding everybody back from achieving any next level of business um when for those who, uh, do we know what imposter is or should we talk about that okay okay so this is the beliefs about ourselves that says that we're less intelligent or less talented or less creative um, from our achievements, essentially, that's what it is. And well, so we don't deserve our achievements. We, or we don't deserve it, absolutely. And so we might even be successful and then we see other people and we can also compare where they are that we don't feel successful and we may think uh, other people see we're successful but we don't see ourselves as successful. So there's, there's like others see us as successful as successful but we don't and we don't believe that we are and so people with imposter generally it comes down to their they don't feel they deserve this so they don't they don't think it has anything to do or their success they do have has anything to do with the fact that they are actually yeah. great at what they do so i i haven't come across anyone who hasn't had this in business no yeah. <laughs> with every new level it comes back to bite you in the butt like <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. This is going to come up. And even if you've worked it at one level, always, because we're going to next level. I'm sorry, every single person out there is going next level right now because we're all yeah. being forced to, whether you like it or not, <laughs> right? Um, so imposter is going to be a really big one that comes up. And and I think knowing it, so knowing the, the type that you are will really help you work through it. Do you want me to cover the types? Yeah, okay. So there's five types of imposter. The first is... The perfectionist. So if you've got perfectionism, um, this is where you set excessively high goals and then you obviously can't meet it because they're so high. And this is where you fall short and then you go in self-doubt and the feelings of not good enough and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. No one can really... Uh, the second is the superwoman. That's the second type where you're not worthy or you feel like you're not good enough compared to your colleagues. So you're working harder. You're, you're trying to measure up, right? Or you feel like you need to be superwoman at everything you do. Um, superwoman mother, superwoman at your career. And, and I know for a fact because we've got a lot of mothers right now with all their kids at home and they're juggling that, homeschool and business, Okay, so I think there's this superwoman type going on <laughs> a lot, probably at the moment. Um, there's the third type, which is the natural genius. And this is where we set, again, the, the bar is incredibly high for ourselves. Um, we need to be high achievers. We need to get that kind of that type. Um, and needing to have it right on the first go. Can't make a mistake. So any, if we do fall down, we're a failure. That's where that comes in, right? Uh, then the expert, the fourth type. So you're basing your self-worth, you, you know, around how much you know, your qualifications, you know, otherwise there's a fear around being exposed. Yeah, being seen as being wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, or if I don't know enough, I'm a fraud. Yeah. Or that, that kind of thing that might come up along with it. So there's the expert imposter. And then finally, missing dependent. So... You, you feel like you can't ask anybody for help. You've got to go it alone. Don't ask for support. You've got to do this all by yourself because if we do ask for help, what does that say about us? Oh, it means that we've got a problem or so I see that a lot. That's in every, and especially women, they feel like they can't ask for support because it means that they're not good. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the symptoms basically. It's really 
knowing which type you are and working it at a deeper level to clear that so it's not in the way. For sure. And then also notice that it's going to come up. So like a lot of time people go, it becomes this fear barrier where they just literally stop at that, at that point. But when we are aware of it and we know that it's going to come up, we can work with it and allow ourselves to work through it and not allow it to stop us. I think that's really important that every new stage, like it's almost like this is you growing, right? This is, this is the light that's being shined on the, on the identity or on the ego that's happening at this point in time. And we need to be able to work through that and challenge that and then create this whole new level of identity, all these new reference points. Then the imposter then goes, okay, we're safe here. Yeah. Right. We're okay. Yeah. It's always this way because then you'll grow, you're stretching to your capacity to the moment that it's only not safe because you don't know, but the moment that you actually do it and the more you do it, that becomes your new normal. Yeah. And that's like your new safety point. So it's it's definitely do not block that. Do not stop because literally you're blocking sales. If you have imposter going, that that's going to block sales. That's going to block a lot of things in your business, um, and you won't be able to. Yeah, so much opportunity expansion. Yeah. Like I look at it as like if you're not experiencing the imposter syndrome, you're probably not putting yourself out, out there enough. You're probably not showing up for opportunities, probably not challenging yourself to go to the next level because you haven't hit that boundary of that next level, right? Yes. So look at it as an opportunity to go, hey, this is my expansion, this is my growth, and welcome it, right? When you welcome it, you're not resisting it, and that's a level of acceptance that allows you to work through it. Yeah. So then you can allow, go, keep going to the next level, and that's amazing. So it's almost like, Welcome it as a celebration that like, oh, I must be going to the next level if I'm experiencing the imposter syndrome. That's exactly right. That's it. So it's almost like I'm so happy that it's here because now I'm in, I'm moving into that next level of what that is. And, and these aren't blocks. We can use all of this as stepping stones to your next level of mastery. That's what it comes down to. So they're not, it's not about hiding. It's not about allowing them to block you. They don't have to be blocks. They're not blocks. They're actually there for you. If we suspend the thoughts and judgment around it and we actually listen to the wisdom and insights that it has, you'll find that it's actually trying to work on, on your behalf. It's just using an outdated way to get it. So it's not about hiding. It's about facing and really allowing it and knowing that it is a celebration. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, with that in mind, I'd love to know, is there any key things that you're doing for yourself? Because I know this is a really heavy time. Is there any certain practices that you're doing to help support your growth throughout this period? Yeah. So I've been meditating twice a day at the moment for myself, just to keep myself um, in my own energy and grounded for me to be able to show up to my clients and serve them from that Mm -hmm. higher capacity. So that's one of the biggest things for me, one of the biggest tools that I've been using. Um, Mindset, which is what I shared with you before around questioning the belief. So every week I'll put aside, even though ego resists it, I'll put aside an hour where I'll question, I'll do one or two beliefs and I'll just drop them down because I'll notice something coming up during the week and I'll know because it will Mm -hmm. highlight. I'll share one with you. Um, but I'll drop them down and then I'll question that. So I'll leave an hour every Friday where I'll take myself through what I call the work. And I'll just like, I'll question it. Is it true? Can I absolutely know it's true? Um, who would I be without this thought? And I'll do the, the turnaround with that. So for me, that's, that's how I really clear the structures of my own mind so that that in the way I serve others and the way I show up is clear for them because, and I'll give you an example. I had, And I went through this because I thought everybody else was in their mindset traps. And I had not one but two clients in the same week, which is an indication because clients are our mirrors. They'll show you parts of yourself as well that you might need to to look at. And so when I had not one but two clients tell me, I don't know if I can afford you anymore, that was the first. And then the second was people aren't going to buy from me during this time. So that the belief that they had and they were sharing that with me. And so now when you hear it not once but twice, you look within. So it's like, okay, what is this? And so I'm thinking, oh, they're, they're in this mindset trap because of all the subliminal messages out there saying recession and we're not going to be able to thrive and, you know, all of those misleading kind of money messages. And it's quite easy to buy into. Um, and I realized when I, I went, oh, that's mine. I must be running that. I must be running. I'm not a necessity and people aren't going to buy from me anymore. That's true. 
yeah, that's me. And so I stopped and I, I just questioned it. And the moment that I did the work and I woke up to that and I cleared that, within 48 hours, I had a five-figure breakthrough straight up. So that's sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes seeing through it is all we need to do in order to shift it. So for me, that's really important, doing that kind of work. The self-inquiry is what I call it, meditation. Um, I, I walk. So every morning I'll walk. I'll go. That's not even a physical thing for me. That's to clear my mind, but also movement. Anything that I need to process, I'm just moving it all out of my body. Today I danced. I literally had lower energy. I was like, I'm going to put some music on. And I danced it out two minutes, and that helped elevate my energy as well. So there's so much tools, so many little things that we can do to really keep ourselves in a clear kind of state. Um, the biggest would be if your life force energy is being, wherever your life force or wherever your energy is being drained, turn it off. So just notice what is actually affecting your energy. Just notice that your body is your best messenger. So whatever your body is telling you do or not do, listen to that. And I think that we forget to listen to our bodies. We're not ahead, <laughs> right? And we're so much in our head. We need to start l learning to mm -hmm. listen to our bodies. So listen to our body and to say, okay, media is off. Why? That just drained the shit out of me. I'm going to turn that off. I'm unplugging from social media between this time and this time because that's where I get lost in that spiral, that rabbit hole of whatever we're being fed out there. What is truth, really? Like that's mm -hmm. like other people's truth. They're putting their posts, their truth on you. You know, everybody's got their own versions of the truth, but what is your truth? So it's really unplugging from what their energy is and tuning back into your own. I think that's where it really needs to be in order for you uh, to show up in the way that you need to as a conscious leader and and for your community and for your people. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, incredible, incredible. Love, love, love it. So I know that you've created a whole heap of resources for people during this time. Where can people find those? Okay, so uh, you can visit my website, happinesslifestyle.com.au. In the shop section, there is, I think, there's seven resources. I have the Ultimate Thrive Bundle, um, and we go through mindset, we do strategy, we do recession-proofing your business, anything around your energy so that you're, you're able to maintain the energy that you need to be able to, to show up in your business. Uh, that's all there and available for you. Awesome. Beautiful. And where do you hang out most on socials? So Facebook and Instagram. So happiness lifestyle with Rosie uh, through Facebook. You can find me there and on Instagram, just Rosie Shahidi underscore coach. Nice. Beautiful. And last little question. If someone was wanting to take their leadership and business to the next level, what advice would you have for them? You are the key to your business. Your business success starts with you. Do the work. Do the work, clear the, clear the structures of your mind, get out of your own way and be that lighthouse and you'll see everything shift for you. Mm, mm, amazing, beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You've been amazing. Thanks, Christine. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.